Welcome to Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the Janet Jackson podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we are going to talk about Janet Jackson's 2021 auction with Julian's Auction, property from the life and career of Janet Jackson with members of the Jam Fam. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. And I'm going to introduce our guests or let them introduce themselves by telling us their name, where they're from, and one song from their Janet Jackson Top 5 and why. Uh, We'll start with Mickey first. Oh, well, my name is Mickey or Mick Dev on Twitter. I live in the Washington, D.C. area in the great state of Maryland. And my favorite uh, Janet Jackson song would be Lonely. And that's because I'm an introvert. And to me, that's the introvert's anthem right there. So <laughs> that, that's my jam. That's yes, jam. I'm for it. Yes. Snobby, you want to go next? Oh, I'm Snobby. Um, Washington, D.C. as well. Um, what did you say? Song? Um, I guess I'll go with If, since that was a song that got me loving her anyway. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with If. Okay. All right. Oh, good choice. Yeah, last but not least. Hi there. I'm Derek. I'm from Maryland. And, um, oh, damn, we're all in the really? area. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Derek. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're cool. I'm going to go old school with the song, and I'm going to say, uh, come give your love to me. Ooh. Okay, yes. You you uh-huh. did go all the way back. Now, why that song? That's the song that turned me into a fan. 1983, I was in the back of my brother's car, and I heard it on the radio. And I'm like, who is that? And just from, from then on. Love it. I think it's so amazing how, like, when you hear a song that you truly love, you can remember where you were. Mm -hmm. You should get an award from becoming a fan from one of the first two albums. That's special. (laughs) (laughs) Don't find that every day. This is this is true, but I do think that we have some fans in real time who actually like came up with Janet Jackson and like Good Times and. No, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's just say I was a I was a fan of her acting. Before her music. Got it. Fair. Fair. Yeah, that's a, cool. fan, a fan is a fan. Since we're recording the show after the Janet Jackson documentary aired um, in the U.S. on Lifetime and A&E, and we have to mention has been viewed by more than 20 million people, um, mm-hmm. this documentary was delivered to us in celebration of the 40th anniversary of Janet's first album. Um, and it was aimed to provide an intimate, honest, and unfiltered look at Janet's untold story. So I want to ask each of you quickly... What surprised you most about the documentary? We'll start with Derek. I think the thing that surprised me the most was the whole thing about Coca-Cola. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just kicking her out after the whole Michael application thing came out. Mm-hmm. That was really shocking to me because I had never heard that. You know, sometimes yeah. you hear Janet rumors and things like that, but I had never heard anything about that. So that's what shocked me the most. You're yeah. right. They they clipped that really close to the vest. Mm-hmm. But she hopped on over to Pepsi and got the last laugh anyway. So yes, she did. <laughs> um, Snobby, what what surprised you in the documentary? Um, honestly, I wasn't surprised by much. To be honest, the mm-hmm. only thing that really like, got on my nerves with her. And not in the worst way. But, you know, like I have her on a pedestal on purpose. Like, I placed her on a pedestal on purpose. Mm-hmm. So, watching that, it was like, yeah, I'm human. I go through stuff. And this is what happened. Right. So, it was like, yep. you trying to make me take you off this pedestal? So, I took it down for, like, all the five minutes and put her back up there. <laughs> Erected it higher. <laughs> right. I, don't like, I don't like you human. I like you superhuman. I don't like you like this. 
But <laughs> that was like the only thing for me. But other than that, like I really enjoyed it. But it was just that one, <laughs> that one thing. It just it, it simplified her and just made her really, really human. And I'm like, oh. I don't like it. <laughs> I, it was really good to me, but I wasn't really surprised about too much though. And Mickey, what surprised you? Uh, for me, it was kind of two things. The first, real quickly, was how much I already knew. So like Snobby, there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But the one piece of, of sort of new new idea that I, that I got from the documentary was, remember back when she was dating JD, Jermaine Dupree, mm-hmm. she would always say how like he was the first person that made her feel beautiful. He talked about mm-hmm. her body and mm-hmm. she started to feel, you know, accept her body more when she was dating JD. And to me, that was always weird because I just couldn't imagine Renee, you know, not you know, doing the same thing for her and, and mm-hmm. accepting her body and complimenting it because he was such a huge fan of hers, you know? Right. And so that little little tidbit when they were talking about the uh, Rhythm Nation tour and she mentioned how sometimes Renee would, you know, talk about her body and call her fat. It was like, oh my goodness, now that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 That, def- that part definitely surprised me as well, just because, you know, like everybody has faults and flaws and all of these things. And so mm-hmm. we all knew, regardless of how much you knew about that marriage or that relationship, I think we all knew that there were good times and bad times. But I just right. never, I never put him in the category of body shamer. Um, exactly. But then yes. it did. It made sense because I remember right after she started with that relationship with Jermaine Dupri, that was a big deal for her. Like he's the first one to make yes. her feel good about my body and so I'm just like whoa that clearly that's all she needed so. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're faster than I am because I was like what <laughs> you must not be thinking about Renee that you were married to for 10 years girl come on that's all she needed yeah, yeah. okay cool all right so let's get into our discussion topic we we're talking about the auction of property from the life and career of Janet Jackson held at Julian's auction in 2021 a little background, the auction took place in Beverly Hills and live online at Julian's on Friday, May 14th, Saturday, May 15th, and Sunday, May 16th, 2021. With over 1,000 of Janet Jackson's most spectacular music video, a video that is just tripping me, tour and television performance worn costumes and ensembles red carpet appearance gowns, and as well as personal items and accessories owned and used by the five-time Grammy Award-winning singer. Yes. I remember early when we, the auction was first announced, I think the first thing we learned about her about the auction was the dropping of those two collector's edition catalog box mm-hmm. set dealios. Ooh, yes. Yes. Did anybody purchase those? Yeah. I did. Okay. Y'all did? I, I did. I did. I'm so proud. Everybody got one. Good job. Um, I didn't get the expensive one, but I, I got the Right, because there was two versions. There was like what they yeah. were calling the collector's edition, which was priced at $200, which was, mm-hmm. what, three of those bound books showing all of the items that were going to be auctioned off. That's mm-hmm. correct. And I have since learned that that was kind of an anomaly because I don't know, like you can get on these mailing lists. And so I've been receiving Yes. auction books and i'm like ain't nobody sending three um <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes that's janet um and then there was also the signature edition which was 
personally signed, I guess, and came with a, a numbered certificate, essentially the same content, but a different color and a little fancier box. And that one went for $800. And the proceeds from the sales of these books went to, uh, we should say, Compass International, a charity apparently close to Janet's heart, because also a portion of the proceeds from the overall auction went to Compass International as well. Darren Julian, who is the president of Julian's, mentioned that like typically celebrities want to test the waters. They don't necessarily want to just open up, you know, all of their closets, their home, their storage units, everything, and let people ha and, and have a singular auction. You know, they might do one with a portion of their goods and then say like, I'll do another in two years. He gave the example that Barbara Streisand did it exactly that way. She did two auctions. And he said specifically that Janet does not want to do another auction. This is it. She's going all in. And I, I think we saw the evidence of that with those three books and 1000 items, including some very bizarre items such as report cards and drawings <laughs> of Latoya Jackson and vehicles, vehicles and condom dispensers. Condom dispensers, yes. spooky, spooky dolls, all sorts of things. Whips. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, some for stage and some not. <laughs> right. So I want to ask you all, with all of the information that came out uh, ahead of the auction, how did you feel when you first learned about the auction? What were your immediate thoughts? Uh, I'll start with you, Snobby. Um, well, I, I had mixed emotions because I remember her talking about it a while ago. Remember, she kept saying, like, I need to clean up my storage unit and I had warehouses and storage units full of this stuff and da 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 da. So then once I got the collector's book thingy that came in the mail and I started flipping, I'm like, oh shit, what is this? Hold up, what's happening? Because <laughs> it was just so much stuff. And I just, I'm, I'm just like, okay, why is she, is she not putting this like in a museum or like what is happening? I got really nervous. I'm like, all right, sis, about to sit down. Like it's over, it's a wash. <laughs> I'm about to run around the floor like um Patty. She about to like it's over. But I thought about it. I said, you know what? It is what it is. So she hey, she cleaned out the storage unit. She cleaned out closets and got rid of stuff. And I agree, ain't no use to keeping it if you ain't you know using it. And it's a bill every month, so get rid of it. Hey. <laughs> I hear you. Yes, Derek. What'd you think? I was excited. I didn't actually think it was going to be as much as it was. So, mm -hmm. you know, it'd be like little things here and there, but I, she went all in with it. I know I was telling my friend Trell when we first started talking about it. I just said, I want an, I want an American Music Award. I hope she auctions those because I want to grab one of those. And then I saw all of the stuff and I was, I was just impressed. So I was excited. Yeah. Mickey? My first thought was, I'm not going to be able to afford any of that stuff. <laughs> I would be able to get the money for any of that. Cause you would just think it would be sold for so, so much that, you know, it would be sort of out of any of our, our league, but after getting the books, you know, it, I should have like not underestimated Janet cause she always makes sure to have a, a wide variety of, of items, whether it's her tours or online and, or anything like that, where, she makes sure there's going to be something available for, you know, some people who may not be able to purchase the big ticket items. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, what was the auction day or days like for you? Have you ever, have any of you ever participated in auctions before? Um, and we'll start with Nikki. No, it was my very first. So I was real nervous. As, as a matter of fact, I think I contacted one of you about like how we had to fill out that form beforehand and, 
give a copy of our, was it our driver's license and credit card? I was like, eh. Yeah, I, I want to do all that. So I think it was one of you that I asked you like, yeah, we did that. And I'm like, okay, then I'll, you know, I'll do it too. Then I ain't scared. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and so I'd never participated in an auction before. It was my very first and I took the day off. So it was like a holiday for me. Oh, oh okay. yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Now, um, Derek, I know you went there. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was um, awesome. I said my first trip after getting vaccinated, I said, I'm going, going to Janice auction. So I took, like, I went that whole weekend. I only went two days at the auction, but I said, yeah, I got to go. I mean, it's my girl, Janet, so mm. I will travel anywhere for her. She's the only artist I will do that for, so I mm. made it a point. This is my first auction also. And, and I was the same way, like, Mickey, I um I didn't know what to do. I, I had called the lady at the auction house the day before, and I'm like, so do I come in early, or how does this work? And she's like, no, just come in the next day and sign up for it, and you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Snobby. What were you doing oh, auction day? How did you prepare yourself? Have um, you done this before? I, yeah, I've, I've done auctions before. Um, and I've had clients who had them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, auction, like, you know, uh, their parents or whatever have passed away, like the estate sale type auctions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it was, I was a ball of nervous energy. Um. Cause I, I was just, I'm like, it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't the money issue. It was people like that damn Kim Kardashian. And I'm like, you know, that was wig off. Cause she's trying it. And like, we, I remember from a Jan fam, we were, we were kind of getting annoyed and worried because we was like, you know, it's Janet. Celebrities gonna come out the woodwork. We ain't gonna have a chance. We gonna be running up on MF in Hollywood, smacking them cause they, like, they in the like it was just it was a whole mess, but you know we kind of got it together. But once we really realized, like, okay, y'all, this is going on. We we gonna have to go all in for this. <laughs> so you know, I had my little drinky drink, commoners, and I'm like, just don't have to roll with it. It is what it is. So, but yeah, that was, was a ball of just nervous energy at first. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's a great point. That uh, you know, this auction brought out everybody. Really did. Because nothing of Janet's has really been released. Like she used that and then she like locks it in the vault. And so right. there, there right. aren't very many things out there of hers right. that you could get on an eBay or anywhere. Right. And so not only are you bidding with Jan fam, you're bidding with all of her deep pocket celebrity fans that mm -hmm. she's accumulated, you know, yep. accumulated over a 45 year career and museums and, um, yeah. you know, collectors yeah. and people who, who are, building exhibits and universities, like people with deep pockets because it just hasn't been available before. Um, right. and, and we should note that this auction brought in uh, $4.4 million um, dollars yeah. with nearly 100% of the lots sold above asking. Um, wow. And, and mm. it says that this has made Janet one of the most collectible living stars of all time. So I believe um, these types I of things tend too. to happen after an estate has closed down. Um, mm -hmm. right. uh, so wow. yeah so I'm sure you know it was uh, that day I wasn't even sure if I was going to be in anything but I still made myself available because I just wanted to be in the frenzy I wanted to see what mm -hmm. was selling who how they were bidding <laughs> what was going on and then I'm following on Twitter because people are winning and they're posting their things and it was just exciting mm -hmm. and I was super excited when Jan found one right like Right, yeah. right, yeah. Because that was great. Like it was in the family, like it was in the house, like it, it was in the house. <laughs> right, yes. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I um um was just super excited to see everybody posting their things and talking about their things. And then you know you got to relive it months later when like stuff arrived and people were excited again, um having right. having their belongings in their hands. Um, but I will say, like um, Snobby, I think you mentioned earlier when you know it took me some time to get there when the announcement was first made i was not excited i was, mm-hmm. I, was mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not excited about this auction i want it to be because like i wanted like i wanted people to have things i wanted she's so private and i just thought like this is a really cool chance for fans to like own a piece of her something i was in her house something i went on tour whatever whatever but then my mind because the way that it works it was just like okay, but what does this mean? Like, why is she having this fire sale? Why is she clearing out her entire life? Like, what is she, what what does this say? (laughs) Why she don't think she ever gonna need a blow dryer again? Like, what (laughs) So I was overthinking it, but I think when the weekend arrived and just seeing the, like, fervor online and just people excited and and seeing Derek you know seeing the pictures you posted of yourself there like it just I I felt a little bit better about the situation uh but yeah I was all in a tizzy like oh I don't I don't don't think I I don't think I like this Mm -hmm. (laughs) plus plus it was her birthday weekend too so it was like a double excitement you know not only the auction but her birthday also absolutely Mm-hmm. So this is a good chance to segue into like, what did you buy? I know what somebody bought. I know what a couple of y'all bought. I know what everybody bought. Uh, <laughs> but tell us about most it. of the stuff. Yeah, somebody jump in. Uh, Mickey, tell us what you got. Well, I was I was able to get three things. I was actually outbid for two out of the three things. Um, but the first thing I got was a platinum album from Control. And mm-hmm. Control really is the album where I fell in love with her music. Oh, like, that's lovely. I was a, yeah, I was a fan of her acting. Once Control came out, I was just hooked uh, from the first first song. And so mm-hmm. it was great to be able to get uh, a platinum album commemorating 300,000 sales of uh, Control under BMI. So that was the first thing I bought. And again, I actually got uh, outbid because people like to sort of come in at the end and try yes. and outbid you. Yes. And so, you know, it was like, going once, going twice. And then I got a little notification that I was outbid. Oh. And then Zach was like, Zach, one of the, um, you know, the auctioneers was like, well, I'm sorry, that last bid did not come through in time. And so he, you know, said my, my auction oh, number. Oh, that's great. Like, that's cool. Yay! So I got that. The <laughs> second thing I bought was like a pure accident. And so it, it's, <laughs> you should know that like, you should not bid on something that you really don't intend to buy. Mm-hmm. Zach had the me one you <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Zach, Zach had Wu-Tanged us all and was talking about the children, you know, like just bid for the children and, and the charity. <laughs> and I bought into that. So for the, for the second item, uh, it was part of the lot that was selling her personal home items. So like the African mask and African sculptures, it was, oh. there was this Asian vase. And so for the most part, these things were going for around 600 bucks. And I was like, you know, what I'll do, the next item that comes, I'll just bid low, you know, for the children. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so the Asian, the Asian vase came and, you know, 100, 200. So I bid $400. And I'm like, I'm sure it's just going to go for 600 because it was a really That's nice vase. Yeah, exactly. So going once, going twice. And I'm like, come on. Are you serious, people? <laughs> Damn it. Come on. Somebody don't make me like. I don't want this vase. <laughs> and finally, 
I got a notification. I've been outbid. But then it was the older auctioneer this time that was like, I'm sorry, that last bid was a little late. And so auctioneer, whatever my number was, you, you won the vase. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but, but I like, because I never really paid attention to the vase. I didn't know how nice it was. I thought it was like a really small vase. Mm-hmm. But when I got the vase, it's like two feet tall. Oh, wow. It's around 45 pounds. Oh, wow. So it's like a massive vase. So massive that I was like, this cannot be considered a vase. If I can't put no flowers in it, <laughs> it's not a vase. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I was nerdy enough to look up the definition of vase. And a vase is actually like a ceramic or a glass container that you put flowers in or for ornamental purposes. So this That's is an right. ornamental vase because mm-hmm. you ain't fitting no, no kind of flowers <laughs> in this thing unless it's bamboo. bamboo. And so... The last thing I won was the thing I really, really wanted for like a long time. And it just never occurred to me that I would get it. That you can and buy. that's exactly. And that's the Eagle Ring. Yes. So ever since seeing the Unbreakable um, album cover, I've just always noticed that ring. I'm like, man, that is, you know, just a beautiful ring. And then even years, a few years ago, I bought an a Unbreakable Throw. And so like whenever I would make my bed up, I'd see the throw, see your picture, see that ring. And I'm like, man, that is a beautiful beautiful ring and it just never occurred to me that one day you know I'd have the opportunity to to buy it and so that was really like my the one thing looking at the entire catalog that I really really wanted and I was fortunate enough fortunate enough to get it I am over here cheesing like I didn't want the ring (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and, and really quickly let me tell you like three little known facts about this ring because after after getting it you know you learn more about it. Uh, the first quick fact is that it's not a unique ring. Actually, all of you can go to, go on a website called um, CD2024. And that's the name of the company that made it. And they sell these rings for like any fan to buy. So if you go in there, it's, it's around like 700 bucks sterling mm-hmm. silver. And so it's not unique. And so it's like you can actually get an eagle ring for a whole lot less than I got mine if you wanted to. And so the second thing is, is uh, amazing. I had no idea. Yes. Yes. Check out, check out the website. I mean, I'm sorry. I got the website wrong. It's KD, KD2024. The second thing that I didn't know is if you go on the website, there's actually an option to choose a gold decorated ring. And so it's still mostly sterling silver, but it has gold decorations on it. And the auction just basically says that the ring is uh, sterling silver. But Janet, the one she got is actually has the gold detail on it. So if you look at a picture of the ring, for example, on the auctioneer site, mm-hmm. you can see that for something that's like sterling silver, this thing is pretty yellow. And so oh. what, the, what the makers did is like on the wing and on the tail, there are like feathers and every other feather is sort of like covered with a little like thin layer of gold you better stop it yes and so i actually like just the other day too i'm like wait what else could be gold on here and so actually it's just not uh decoration of the wings and the tail but the top of the beak is covered with gold and the eyes on on the bird is actually gold so it's part 18 karat gold but i don't think julian's ever really realized that and so it just wasn't wow yeah. yeah. Better stop it. <laughs> yes. And the, the third oh, and last. skating without one? <laughs> I, I sure, well, no, no, man. No, I did not. Trust and believe. It went above, like, it went above the price a whole lot. And so the third little known fact, though, about the 
eagle ring is that it is in fact not an eagle. What? If yes, if you go on the website, the name of the actual ring is bird albatross. It's actually an albatross oh. bird and not an eagle. Oh. But I guess because wow. of the album and a black eagle. Yeah. But in my heart, it will always be the eagle ring. That's the black eagle <laughs> ring. Yeah. We, we have yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what will be known. But we yeah, so KD I, know. Y'all can call it what y'all want to call it, but we have named it. <laughs> right. <laughs> the they actually need to change the name too. If they knew better. That but is... yeah, so it's amazing to be able to open it. I mean, to own the ring and to just look at like the album cover yes. and know that yes. like that's the exact same ring. It's such a surreal feeling. Wow. I love wow. that. Me too. That's a good story. That's awesome. It really is. Snobby, you want to get up in? Yeah. What'd so. you uh, get, sir? Well, with me, I, I like I said, I was, you know, trying trying not to swing on Kim Kardashian because like I see that was the video that got me hooked on her. So I was trying to get a little piece of it, but you know, Kim came in and gooped me, but it's all good. <laughs> um but no, I so I said, okay, I can't get that. I said so, okay, so let me see. So I bid it on like so many things on purpose. Um, but the main thing that I wanted more than anything was something from the Doesn't Really Matter video. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's like my sec- second favorite all-time video of hers because it encompasses like everything that she is, the masculine mm-hmm. and the feminine and the technology and the international superstar and the dancing and like it's just everything. Um, and I just thought like she was just so cute in the video. Like she just the smile, yeah. everything. She right. so, so I kept looking, kept beating. These jokers kept out beating me. I'm like, you know what? All, all right, all right now. <laughs> Prior to that, I had been talking to Wayne, Mr. Lucas, mm-hmm. and me and I always go back and forth about, you know, different outfits that he dressed her in throughout the whole nutty era, starting from the Oprah interviews and all that kind of stuff. Um, so th- what I ended up bidding on was the tan suede two-piece she had on a Good Morning America, mm-hmm. talking to um, old boy. And I actually, that was the day we was laughing because we skipped school to go up there to see her <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> we outside in the freezing rain. I mean, freezing rain, me going to see Nita or whatever, skipping school. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't on camera because I'd have been all in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I dumb luck. I did it on it. But I remember me telling Wayne, I was like, I hate that when she puts on certain dresses or certain outfits, she does not take pictures. And I told him, I said, I need you all, if if you end up dressing her again, whoever, start taking pictures of her behind the scenes or whatever else. We need that. But with this particular two-piece, I love the interview. I love her look, everything. I said, okay, I'm about to bid on this. And I said, all right, God, here we go. If it's going to be, damn it, it's going to be. And I did it. I bid it. And somebody outbid me. And I said, no, hell with this. And I went all the way here. Uh-oh. And it was like, yeah. yeah, he came back. He was like, sold to it. I don't know whatever my number was. And I started wigging the hell out. <laughs> I mean, I went around the house. I ran away from the laptop all kinds of stuff. And my sister was like, if you don't calm your ass back, I was like, girl, you don't understand. I got me some daddy, honey. Like, I was losing my mind. <laughs> losing my mind. Um, so when it finally came, I just like, I was stuck on stupid. Like it, it came and you know, on the box and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking like, wow, wow. Because it was one of my favorite looks of hers. And what I did was, and I'm in the basement now. 
Um, but I had it sitting upstairs in my glam room. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, put it downstairs just for this or whatever. Um, to take pictures and stuff like that. But I never told anybody. I never said anything. I saved it just for y'all. So now that the cat is out the bag, yeah. I'll post pictures and stuff like that. And I'll probably talk to Wayne about it later on. Um, but it's a, it's a really soft suede two-piece. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me how they damn near like sold her into it. Mm-hmm. And she's so wow. small. Like we know she's small mm-hmm. and tiny. But when you see like her clothes and stuff in person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn, sis, was you hungry? Like, what's yeah. going on? That's so true. That's real. Exactly. That's real. She's so tiny. I think this is like maybe a size between a zero and a two. Wow. Like, yeah. But it's really thin material and it's sweaty. And, it's, and y'all know I was in here like feeling known and it's smelling. I'm like, I'm like, I, I did the same thing, Snobby. Like when I got the stuff, I wanted to see if it smelled like her. It was like, no, yeah, it just smelled like storage. Yeah. I was so yeah. pissed off. Yeah. Mothballs. You can't help it. You can't help it. It's been dry clean for breeze. Right, right. It has like a little hint of her essence in it. Like, it's, I mean, it's cute or whatever, but it's, I, yeah, I just, I had to. So once I won it, I said, oh, trust me, you couldn't tell me shit. Once I won this, and then when it showed up, baby, I put everybody out of my house that day. Uh-uh. Get out. I cleaned my I house I need to out. be alone. <laughs> I got white gloves. I don't touch it without the gloves on. Oh, me. wow. <laughs> wow. And I ordered, I ordered a glass case so that it can sit in, in my glam room in a corner. Um, because I have her the the state of the world makeup and stuff like that. Like I have little a lot of her little trinkets and stuff. Um, so I'm gonna sit it back in the in the glam room for now. But when the glass case shows up, I'm gonna sit it inside the glass case. And my room has a lock on it. So when no one's allowed to go in there, you ain't got the code. That's <laughs> it I see y'all. But that's, 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 that's my goodies. I got me some meter, so I'm good to go. <laughs> you, you, you're absolutely right about like the sizing being such a surprise. I went to the museum. I think I told this story in a pod before, so I'm going to skip to the most important part. Um, I went <clears> to <throat> the uh, Rock and Roll Museum in Cleveland, and at the time they had um, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation um, concert outfit on deck. And, you know, from sitting in the seats or whatever, it kind of looked like she was wearing like, denim pants and you know tall black boots and the the mm-hmm. the waistcoat with, with the military buttons and when you get up there and look at it it looks like something that would be hanging on a singular hanger in the children's section like it <laughs> is exactly. the, the pants are like some sort of lycra spandex deal mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they didn't have it on a mannequin they just had the pants y'all so it was just yeah. looking like a seven-year-old's pants <laughs> <laughs> in this museum and i was just right. like this this really changes things like to to actually see her clothing and just to realize like how big her presence is and how tiny her person is <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm gonna say it again. The power that's in that little house. The power. <laughs> the power, the power. Honey, the power. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, you girl, let me let me cook for her to see this. This ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a size two, and I'm like, it, it barely fit the man again because it was so small. But yeah, I just as long as it's from the nutty era, baby, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Oh, yeah. I feel you about Kim Kardashian winning that outfit from if Oh, I know. Painful. When, when I, I bet not catch her in the street. <laughs> I was like, she don't need another outfit. Why? Why Kim? Why Kim? Well, <laughs> I bet not catch her up in the street. Mm-hmm. It's getting hers back though. She's getting hers back with Kanye. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how dare Kanye make me feel bad for a Kardashian? How right. <laughs> um, but I want to say, like, you, you know, Mickey, you mentioned like how things were just going so far over um, over mm-hmm. kind of what the estimates were. In the the asking, yeah. That, that yeah. Kim Kardashian, that if outfit, right? Like they had estimated that it was going to go for two to 3,000. And I learned quickly that- 25,000. $25, like I learned quickly. I was like, oh, so, so, so these are just mere jokes in this book. Like- Suggestions. Not even suggestions. Strong suggestions, like tiny right. whispers. Like, I learned that really quickly on Friday night. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. But the one item I knew was gonna sell high was that silver tone hoop earring suspended with the key that she wore. Like oh. the, the key, the key. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, did, did Jan Fame win it, or was it a celebrity? Oh, we don't know. I don't know. Okay. I was just suspicious of the key because I feel like she had more than one. And especially the number of people that I've talked to who have been like, she threw me her key from the stage. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that number that is greater than one. I was like... <laughs> that, that's the possibility. It's a possibility. Yeah. But, but we already know that wasn't the original key, though. Because right, exactly. remember, it was like exactly. a yellow key. I mean, it was like a real, real key. But you know what? I wasn't even pressed for that. I was not pressed for that at all. Like, I was like, I'm going to go to the animal cage. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we want to hear from you, Mm -hmm. Mary, because you were in the building. So, like, what did you buy and what was it like? And who did you see? Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I actually bought two things. uh, One of the things I bought was a a vase also. And like, Mickey, when I got it, it's it's a red vase because red's my favorite color. So when I saw it on, on the website, when I first looked, I'm like, yeah, I have to have that. And the second thing, initially what I wanted to go for was the God Till Is Gone video outfit. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's just so nice. Yeah. And I said, I don't know. I don't really have room for a full mannequin in the house. So I started to look for other things. And then I saw the um, American Music Awards jacket from 1987 when she did Control. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I gotta have that. Iconic. Absolutely. I remember sitting in front of my television and videotaping that performance. And then all the time after that, watching it, rewinding it so I could learn the choreography from that. So I I just said, I have to have that. So I didn't expect for it to go as much as it went for, but Mm -hmm. I I was committed and I said, yeah, I'm not going to lose this jacket. Because initially I thought, well, I'm only going to go like maybe like 3500 maybe 4000 mm-hmm. And it just, somebody kept bidding against me on the phone. And I was, <laughs> I was not happy about that. And I said, I'll be damned if I'm going to let them win this jacket and I come all the way out here on her birthday. And yeah, so I said, yeah, I'll just went in with it. And then luckily I ended up winning it. And that's when I'm definitely excited that it is in the fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was I almost started crying at the auction because oh. yeah, I almost lost it, but I, I held myself together. <laughs> <laughs> the tears were right there because as soon as I won and uh, other Jam fan was clapping for me, they had the uh, camera guy there and he came right up to my face and I'm like, I'm not going to sit. On- <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to be on the internet <laughs> sobbing. Exactly. I will not be anybody's meme. Exactly. <laughs> so I held it together and inside I, inside I cried. <laughs> that is a great CC Penis's song. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> 
Walk on but, by, Courtney. Walk on by. Oh, um, <laughs> keep on walking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, yeah. that so sounds funny. amazing. So Snobby's question was, "Who did you see? Like, who was there? What you? What was the atmosphere in the room? Like, I'm sure it was electric. It was actually really nice because it was a bunch of jam fam there. So that was the coolest part. I didn't see any celebrities there. The only person that I recognized was um. Joey, the guy that works for it, not the bodyguard, but the other Joey, Joey Harris, I think mm-hmm, his name. Mm-hmm. He was the only one I saw because when uh, Jan came up on the screen to, you know, to say hi to everybody and mm-hmm. then the happy birthday to her, he was there uh, filming it with his phone. So he okay. was the only celebrity that I saw. Well, well I that's okay because they didn't need to be there. This wasn't their moment. Exactly. This was all about the Jan fam. And Jan fam came out and they represented because everybody had the t-shirts on and it was it was really cool. Talk a little bit about the um, auctioneer. He seemed to be a member of Jam Fam. Oh, Zach! Oh my goodness! He was so funny. I mean, like rattling off the songs and putting them in like little right. riddles and things. It was so cool. I was like, damn, he's fam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was, was there really- a limited number of people that could attend, or no? You could just walk right in, and then they they had everything up front. And then as you walk towards the back is where they had all the seats. And they had like a little bit of seats first. Mm-hmm. And then as more people came in, they started adding more chairs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything was like really accessible. Like I touched pretty much everything there. Mm-hmm. Although you weren't supposed to, but. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna tell them. These are the people they have all those signs in the museum for. Exactly. <laughs> I, am, I am not mad. <laughs> I said I had to. Like I saw the um the jacket from the Rhythm Nation tour. Her, you know, the one the long one that she wore. I'm like, I, I right, uh huh. And then you know all the other outfits like the uh, um the Badgley Mishka dress that she wore to the uh, Vanity Fair party and just yeah, so so cool. So I'm like, yeah, I'm touching everything. I don't care. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you know, the one thing I think about too is because it was really cool. You mentioned sneak touches. Um, when she did the Unbreakable tour at one point, she was she was pretty much setting up a museum mm-hmm. um, outside of her show that you could go into. And I remember mm-hmm. going in there and that was so cool. Was. Um, seeing, you know, the dresses she wore on the Jackson Variety show, seeing some of the Rhythm Nation tour costumes and all of that. And I just can't imagine, like, you were surrounded by everything. Yeah. I mean, I I had touched something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like a lot of stuff was right there as you walked in, like the um Love Will Never Do outfit and the uh Off You Tour opening outfit. But then they had like this little section off to the left that you walked down like two stairs, and there was nobody there, nobody monitoring. There was a woman there eventually, but she was a guard, but she wasn't paying attention. She was looking at the auction, so <laughs> it all. So just know that if you bought something from the auction. And he wasn't wearing gloves, Snobby. That's right. <laughs> but you know, when I went to the uh, number ones tour, I was fortunate enough to get one of those VIP tickets where you got to like go to the venue before mm-hmm. you eat. Mm-hmm. And she also had a little uh, sort of like a little memorabilia thing where she was actually auctioning off stuff then. Mm-hmm. So it was like her um, outfit from the, I want to say the MTV Awards. So it was like all white, 
her Rhythm Nation outfit, or at least one oh, of them was mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. she had a lot of items there too. So I think it was a thing she probably did. Uh, part of it, probably the VIP package or something like that before. Yeah, I, I did it for the um, for the DC one. But the one that she did for Unbreakable was better because the one that she did for Unc- Up Close, that was behind um, behind ropes. So you couldn't actually like touch right. it. But, like, did you the- touch those two, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> that, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it. I was a kid in the candy store. He touched everything. Right. Right. I know, she had the unbreakable one. I did touch the, her MTV award. And I have a friend. <laughs> My friend Trell actually picked up her Grammy and took a picture with it. That's oh, how wow. It oh, dang. Man. Oh. <laughs> I touched, I gotta confess, I touched, you know, that big tapestry that Michael gave her is like to the queen of music or something like, yeah, I had to, it was no way around it. (laughs) (laughs) See, all of y'all were the reason why they got the signs. I could have followed the rope, but there was no (laughs) way around it. Ain't none of y'all can follow instructions. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't read them, you don't have to follow them. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, so it sounds like y'all had some great purchases. Uh there I want to point out some things that went uh for like crazy numbers. Um that fur length um metallic silver coat that she wore in the screen video, um designed by Helen. Yes! Oh, uh-huh. That Ooh. went for fifty thousand dollars. Um the bikini and the little pants, the silver tone pants she wore underneath it sold for an additional $25,000, close to, close to $26,000. And then the, to me, the creme de la creme, yeah. the jacket from the 1990 Rhythm Nation tour, mm-hmm. the 1814 cap and the gloves, that was estimated mm-hmm. to go for four to $6,000. And of course, I think we all like, I think I initially looked in the book and I was like, that's way wrong. Four to $6,000, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, 30000 at least. Mm-hmm. I too was way wrong. $81,250. Wow. $81,250. And that just, to me, um, that speaks so much about to really how valued Janet Jackson is by the community. Like, you don't, I don't know who bought it. It could have been yeah. a fan, but it could have yeah. been a museum, or, but just yeah. how valued she is, but also how underestimated she is. Like you yeah. said $4,000 and uh-huh. somebody paid more than $80,000 for that item. So I was like, they didn't underestimate you your whole life and you just keep showing them. <laughs> exactly. Part of that's just the auctioneers too, though. Just like getting us, you know, and they didn't us have in. a history. They didn't have a history either because she don't sell stuff. So it's right. hard to put an estimate on like how people, because market value is just what people are willing to pay. But they didn't have mm-hmm. any idea what that might be because they right. don't have any history with that. So we now know that how the community, how fans, how, how people really value her and her belongings and having a piece of her and how they see her in history. Um, right. You know, I'm not a person who like... I don't think record sales define you. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, the size of your contract or how much money you make, especially these days, because they're not paying these artists 10 cents. So mm-hmm. I don't think any of those types of stats really define you. I think it's the impact that you make on people. And, and this definitely shows us that people want a piece of Janet Jackson. They want to be able to remember her. They want to be able to treasure her. She was important 
in their lives in meaningful ways. And they just wanted to have a piece of that. Exactly. Even if we had to go yep. broke getting it. <laughs> um, somebody on the, the that night, they laughed at me after the documentary. I said, people talk about her and what she's not. I said, but you can say what you want, but that little heifer is one of the village jewels. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want, but even Joe said it. When Joe said, yeah, you go with her. Because I have a feeling that she's going to be just as big as Mike, mm-hmm. if not bigger. Yeah. He seen it. And he called it out on his own door. He did. <laughs> but I tell people, I'm like, you can say what you want about her, but she's definitely one of the village's main yep. jewels. She's always been supported. She's always been loved. It doesn't matter how much she's underestimated because she always delivers. Very true. Very yep. true. Because if you don't tell me I'm finna spend 80000 on this little help, she better be. <laughs> <laughs> That that is amazing, and then the screen wardrobes and wow, <laughs> yeah. But when you think about it, I mean, she's been in this business for nearly fifty years now, and you really don't hear anyone right. saying anything negative. I mean, other than you know Super Bowl, but but aside from that, you never hear like any other famous person say anything negative about her, and that is rare in the entertainment right. industry. Absolutely, yeah. Everyone that we've ever interviewed or came on the show to talk about her, they always just talk about how humble she is, how gracious she is, how beautiful of a person she is in real life. Mm-hmm. It lets you know, like Snobby say, she's human. And it just makes you just appreciate her more, you know, now, especially since everybody now in the music industry is the same. Nobody wants to stick out. Nobody wants to take chances with their music, with their vision. Where right. Janet, she was... She was the leader of taking chances and just constantly pushing the envelope and doing it in such a wonderful and respectful way. So she just does it like no other. She really does. I think the thing that like like really stood out for me is how when she came along, people nobody was doing what she did. Like you had Michael dancing and had mm-hmm. other males dancing, but you didn't have a female, particularly a black female, who just came hard like that in videos. Like, you yeah, had Madonna dancing, but that was Madonna dancing, and not mm-hmm. Janet dancing. Right. <laughs> she just, like, came hard with it. You could clearly see the impact that she has had in the music industry. And, and some people try to underestimate that, but you can't because you look at all the copycats that have come after her. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, she, she started all of that. Yeah. And there's pieces of Janet in every performer to me. I like I could see moves and be like, yeah, you got that from Janet. You got this from that video. She is the blueprint. Yep. She is the blueprint. Exactly. She is a super, super humble blueprint. I appreciate that about her so very much. She's too humble, though. I mean, when she was doing the uh, interview. Yes. Oh, you said out loud what I was thinking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. When she was doing the interview, I want to say, I forget which one it was, but it was after the doc. And she was like, well, my really... You know, my favorite part of the documentary was the first part talking about my family because I don't think people are really interested in like what's going on with me. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> That's why we watch for you. Exactly. That's why it's called Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting to me to, to see how she's finally, after being forced to, not coming to it on her own, but after being forced to, has settled into this space like, okay. I guess I am a legend. Like, but like she's so re- she seems reticent yeah. about it. Like that's not something that she's ready to admit that like this impact that she's had on the world. But I <laughs> right. do believe she always knew. And I think Snobby, um, you mentioned um 
about Joe Jackson and how he called it, like he called it off the backboard early mm-hmm. that she was going to be, uh, you know, equal to Michael Jackson or maybe even surpass him. And uh-huh. he called it early, like at like eight, right. like she was like seven to eight years old. Right. He called it. And it really, I think she hasn't uh-huh. said it out loud, but I think she kind of knew and just the way she moved, like the mm-hmm. way she has kept and cataloged her history, like that's, that's mm-hmm. the stuff of legends, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, to understand that, like this will mean something mm-hmm. one day greater than it means now. Mm-hmm. Like this will, you know, this is my legacy, and it's up to me to curate my own legacy. And I, I appreciate right. what she did with the auction because, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, mm-hmm. why now? And I'm still, y'all, I still a little bit like that because when I think about, you know, she let go of the MTV scream performance outfit and i just yes. thought like it's only yeah. one you ain't never gonna get that back like that yeah like some but of the she, other stuff she kept those make... unbreakable pants though <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we won't talk about that that's another show but you need to have an unbreakable pants show <laughs> yeah, listen, listen if they was out there Derek would have touched them exactly <laughs> um, yeah but just like to know to like curate your own legacy and tell your own story and I think that she's she's settling into that like like mm-hmm. I am not going to let other people say what they want to say about me after I'm gone and I love that mm-hmm. I love it yeah that's a very good point and that's how we should be that's exactly how we should be because mm-hmm. people have a tendency of making up story, and we've all seen mm-hmm. this before a celebrity passes away or they're too old in age and then they make up these stories from the tabloids or whatever else or they dwell right. on no, right. baby you said your own story while you in your right mind because you can say what happened and that's why I said she made me mad because she humanized herself <laughs> she humanized herself with this, this documentary but in the same token like y'all said she, she was able to tell her story her damn self no this is what happened between me and my brother. I was the one that put it yep. into it. I told him to get this shit together, and this is how we gonna rock. I love that because the narrative is Janet and Mike are always battling. Mm-hmm. They pumping head. It's a real competition. Nah, that's that girl's brother. He taught her. She yeah. learned, and she's and awesome. He didn't have an issue with that. So why do you? They have an supported issue each other, yeah. and you know. Right. I don't know if I agree. I, I appreciate your perspective and I want to lift it up. I don't know if I agree yet that she surpassed him. Am I allowed to say that on the Janet Jackson podcast? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, in, no, no. I mean, it, you know how they say the, the student learns from the master then this, the student surpasses the master or whatever it is, that whole thing. What I mean is, yeah. is she looked at him a lot. Even yeah. with the screen video. Even just watching them mm-hmm. work that <laughs> in the hotel room. And her cousin is <laughs> like, okay, kid, you stop cussing so much. And she's just steady going on, like stuff like that. So when I say surpassed, I don't mean like physically. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch him. I'm going to see. I see how he did it. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to do it my way. He keep going. Yeah. That's what I mean. I don't mean in like, you know, a facetious way to be like that. And I do want to be clear. Like, I think like th- those two, there's nobody greater. I, right. There are some other acts you would put n- nearish next to them. Like to me, Tina Turner can command uh, an audience like nobody else. Yes. Because that lady still running out on that cherry picker mm-hmm. at 70. I was like, yeah. please, <laughs> please, please. Just the letter mm-hmm. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
But what I will say is like one of the things that kind of frustrates me is because, you know, Michael will always have these records. And again, I'm not going to talk about like, I don't think records define a person. I think Michael Jackson is great for, as much for what he did off stage as what he did on stage or as, mm-hmm. as much as what he did right. with music and outside of music. Right. I think that he is not only the greatest entertainer, but the greatest entertainer who was humanitarian bar none. Mm-hmm. And I think like Janet could reasonably have reached that level um but i you know we have to think about misogyny um Mm -hmm. we have to think about you know what was done to her career at the super bowl and to me for her to still be kicking because they really tried to erase her they really tried to act like Mm -hmm. she she never existed and we wouldn't have yes (laughs) so to me for her star to still be this bright despite like people actually constantly constantly shoveling sand on her fire to me that speaks volumes and i think that it for as big as she is we know she could have been bigger and to me it doesn't matter because she's big enough she's perfect every contribution she's made to music to stage to well okay not movies but all of her (laughs) (laughs) like to me it was perfect because only she could do it like there is nobody Mm -hmm. else who could be janet nobody else could do Mm -hmm. it you know, and so mm-hmm. I just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful to have been born in the time oh, yeah. of Janet Jackson. Right. Yes. You can experience that for yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and to sort of go back to what Snobby Snap said, though, she had a clear impact on Michael's music. Yes. Mm-hmm. And from Rhythm yes. Nation, you can see the Rhythm Nation influence throughout all of his music almost. He chased the knowledge for the rest of his career. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you can say you can't say that about anybody else in Michael Jackson's career. But his sister mm-hmm. influenced him enough mm-hmm. where he just kept chasing after that one song. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's just so cute though, because they're siblings. So to have your own sibling rooting for you that hard and y'all are in the same business in the same house, quote unquote, the same house, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. I think that is so cute. And that's amazing. Like, that's that's the real deal stuff right there. Because we all know it could have went to the left. Like, it could have been some real battling, dysfunctional, Mm -hmm. like, just a mess. Yeah. But so to have your own sibling that's the king rooting for you Mm -hmm. and, and just going that hard for you, you just be like, Wow, dog. And you got Janet. Bitch, your sister, your brother is Michael Jackson. What the hell? Even <laughs> so like that whole thing by son. And like you said, to for him to chase the knowledge the way that he did and as hard as he did, he loved it and he man, come on. Right. And I think that's the no. one thing that like that kind of irritates me when I hear fans of like Michael come after Janet and say, Oh, she never supported him and stuff yeah. like that. And I always think about when I when I first saw Janet, it was November 28th, 1993, at the USA Arena on a Janet tour. And she's she stopped the show and asked everyone to pray for Michael. This yes. is when yes. Janet came out. And in yes. the entire arena, thousands of people fell silent mm-hmm. because of she yeah. of that. And I'm just like, she loves that man. And it's like when people say, Oh, she doesn't support him enough, or she doesn't do. It's like she's always no. on his back. It always. is infuriating. It mm-hmm. is infuriating, and I I feel some kind of way when fans sometimes um, 
not only project things onto her, but also mm-hmm. act in a way as though they think they love Michael more than Janet loved Michael or more than his right. love yeah. Michael. And I'm right. like, you don't like, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much you love him. I don't. Cause I can't know that, but I know you don't love him more than she loved him or more right. than his own, more than his own, damn his own right. <laughs> So I can't know that. Um, but the other thing I would say, like when you compare their careers and when you think about like Michael I don't want to say Michael versus Janet but to me I always thought like Michael was the master at what Michael did and Janet is the master exactly. at what mm-hmm. Janet what does she right. but what I will say is exactly. I think Janet um she mastered a wider variety of things yes um right. I, I feel like her right. her her catalog is more eclectic I mm-hmm. feel like right. her her dancing styles are are more varied and more eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But that isn't to take away from Michael Jackson. Like, how can you right. take anything away from Michael Jackson's greatest dancer in the world? Like, exactly. you would watch him spin. Like, if only if all he did was spin, you would like buy a ticket to go watch him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that isn't to take away, but it's to say that they both made like tremendous lanes, and they were both able to be like stratospheric superstars like sometimes people get upset when I say like that will never happen again but the environmental landscape in the music business is such that it cannot happen again in today's Mm -hmm. landscape unless it is completely remade like you cannot compare the fame of someone having 125,000 people come to a concert eight days in a row um, in the same city like you can't who's doing that right so so i'm just saying like you just can't compare the eras and it has nothing to do with talent like i think that there are many talented individuals that i am actively rooting for in this Mm -hmm. landscape Mm -hmm. i'm sorry you're not going to achieve the level of commercial success as michael jackson right janet jackson you're not gonna be in those conversations i'm sorry Blame A and R. That's all I could tell you. Right. Blame streaming. <laughs> exactly. Ah! Yes. Blame <laughs> Whatever, whoever you need to blame, but just understand the landscape is just not going to produce, you know, a situation yeah. where eighty thousand people stand outside your hotel room hoping you wave. Like yeah, the exactly. landscape isn't is not going to produce that these right. days. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about one last thing before we let you go. We are recording today is 3-3, March 3rd, 2022. And we had a couple announcements in the last Ooh, yes, we did. days and hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we now know that um, in June, Janet Jackson will be in Cincinnati with Charlie Wilson. Um, during a festival there. Yes, Uncle, Uncle Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, Uncle Charlie. And announced today she will be the saturday headliner um at essence fest over fourth of july weekend so thoughts i mean i'm booked for essence fest but i ain't making no promises because i'm not paying no fee for no three-day pay to see her ads for one day (laughs) so i'm still booked and ready but i'm gonna i'm gonna wait and see what the ticket situation is because to me that don't make sense but whatever yeah um and i don't believe in sitting up so high with me and she's playing patty cake i ain't got time so, <laughs> yes i know I i'm gonna wait and see not the ticket is knocking on, but i'm definitely booked and, and ready 
Yeah, Easter. they've always done that for the um, the last two times that she was there. That's the only two times I've went to that festival. So they always do the three day pass first, and then eventually they'll have the single day sales. So I always just wait for that. But yep, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had a ticket to the Cincy Fest pre COVID this year, and okay. then it was like. A week later, she announced a tour. And I was like all ticked off because it's like, I wouldn't have bought this ticket if I knew. So at this point, I'm just going to wait for her <laughs> Exactly. I learned. I ain't doing it twice. You got me once. I ain't doing it twice. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for her tour. I am too. I really hope that there is a tour or a residency or something following these. I feel like she's not, uh, you know, posting all these pics of her. Uh, in the dance studio or whatever, she ain't dancing for the fun of it. Yeah, right. she, exactly. She, yeah. She, and she's she, in phenomenal shape. I'm like, right she now. can do that at the house. She <laughs> right. She's getting ready for something. So I'm hoping that there's going to be a big announcement soon. Yeah, and it's too. It's it's hot in New Orleans in July, so I don't know if I could walk around. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm and it's going to be so crowded there too. That's yes. always That's my thing. I was like, I don't see how this can. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to discourage anybody from living your life because you know what life is wild right now. So have mm-hmm. your fun. Do it. As Girl, outside, do it, do it as safely mm-hmm. as you can. Exactly. As safely as you can. Have all the fun you can. But for me, mm-hmm. I just don't see myself being in no crowd with people, you know, 10% mm-hmm. of the people wearing masks because that's how I feel about it's gonna be. because uh, yeah. it's hot. Yeah. They don't have mm-hmm. no mask on. Um, so I, I did like, hear somewhere on Twitter though that they're going to have you're going to allow to see it virtually. I guess you would have to pay, but you can see it online. I'm going to see it virtually because somebody better be streaming. So I <laughs> <laughs> somebody better record it, right? High quality clips uh, on Twitter. However, we got to get together to see it. I think I I, I think we can count on each other to do that. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I don't see it for me, but I want everybody who's going to have the most fun, be safe, yeah. have a good yeah. time and fill it up. Like just act up for Janet. Cause you know, yeah. I don't think she want to oh, be out. There's no other way for me to be. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Like, I don't know. She want to be out in COVID either. So we will have on a hazmat suit so exactly. just... <laughs> it's a vi getaway yes they'd be like you took a picture with an astronaut where were you <laughs> <laughs> that's me that <laughs> like, oh, that's janet jackson don't you see me that's janet oh uh, yeah so before we let you go did we miss anything? Anybody have something on their heart and mind? Do you want to know how to contact us? Like if we're on Twitter? Sure. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. I'm McDev, so M-I-K-D-E-V on Twitter or Instagram, but I'm more on Twitter than Instagram. Go ahead, Derek. Oh, no, I say I'm Demita Joe Boy 9 on Twitter and Instagram. Snobby, tell us and about I'm you already He's not right. I'm like, <laughs> they know who I am. Right? <laughs> He's snob 26, cutting up as usual. That's right, always. I think uh-huh. this episode needs to be called the Maryland episode. The Merlin episode. That's right, the DMV version. That's right. <laughs> we need to get together before the next concert. Of course, of course. I'm game. There you go. But yeah, it was, this was nice. Uh, this, I enjoyed it as usual. Always. Exactly. I love it. Love this podcast. Oh, thank fun. you. Thank we you. We appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Well, one more question before we close the show. What is your wish for Janet? 
And we can start with Mickey. I, I'll call you out. Oh, cool. Uh, for her to be a happy mom, not to take too much time off, to give us at least one final uh, sort of, like she said, big bang, where she does mm-hmm. either a residency <laughs> or tour. Mm-hmm. Be quiet, Snobby. <laughs> but after that, you know, I expect her to take, you know, a few years break until her kids stop wanting to be around her and then get back out there and tour for us again. <laughs> That's my hope. You said she better get out on that stage with a walker. And- <laughs> All the rest of them have. Her brothers and sisters are still out there touring. And she the baby. She can't be the slacker. I think uh, personally, I just wish happiness for her. It looks like she has, it seems like she has it already. And I just wish continued happiness for her. Selfishly, what I wish for is a box set of unreleased material. Like, mm-hmm. like a Ooh, yes. Set, something like that. I would love to have that. Or her concerts, janitor. Oh, like rhythmation tour, like a good rhythmation tour. Yes, one. all of them. Release yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know they got them. So. Yeah, they yeah. got them. I'm off of it. And snob it. Um, honestly, I, she. What I wanted for her, and what I prayed for her to have, she has, which is Easter. Mm-hmm. So, so everything else, the chips would just fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And as far as relationship wise go. I'm like, sis, yeah, let's not get murdered again. Let's just chill and enjoy. <laughs> you know, you want to get a little friend with benefits? Do you. I ain't trying to make do you. Don't get your back cracked. You know, keep it moving. But as far as, as everything else, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I agree with you all on the music videos and the, and the, the I'm going to the music and the DVD over the tour stuff. But as far as everything else, I'm, I'm good. Because I can see the joy in her face and the joy in her. Especially because of kiddo, and he's made them made her whole now, so yeah. I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I love the fact that her mother got to see her have a baby before she finally closed her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes, her mother yeah. and father. Thank goodness. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 exactly. So I'm, um, I'm good. Yeah. Well, I is that it, Cam? I think that's it. All right. Well. We certainly appreciate your time this evening. Oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock. I know it is past way past time. (laughs) This show is made all the better because we are able to hear from passionate members of the Jam fam like yourself. And so just so grateful. You guys are doing a good job. I appreciate that. Yeah, you do wonderful. It's an honor to be on it. I'm really happy. This is only possible because people love Janet Jackson so much and because she has created this like fandom of people that feel like automatic friends. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, we're so grateful again for you. You just don't know what it means to us to for Mm -hmm. folks to lend us their voices to continue to build this community. It really means a lot. And so thank you so much. And y'all have a fantastic night. Wonderful. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. Anytime, anytime. any place. (laughs) Thank you so much. That is it for us for now. If you need more Janet Jackson, which we know you need more Janet Jackson, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're already a subscriber, please tell a Janet Jackson fan about us and leave us a rating or review whenever you're listening. Your comments and ratings help other people find us, especially on iTunes. If you're not already, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Janet Jackson Pod. If you are following, thank you for every like and every single retweet, especially on episode releases. Those are simple things you can do and they go a long way to help us reach new Janet Jackson fans. Our intro and outro music, Good For You, is provided by 
THBD and is licensed under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks for listening to Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever. 